What are some of the cooler things that people ask you to autograph with the PO box? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had to autograph some, some some crazy things, but I think one of the one of the funnier ones was a picture of this guy and his girlfriend, and the guy pretty much said, "Like, look, you know, he and my girlfriend are having a little argument. You know, we're, we're fighting, and I was wondering if you could sign this to kind of kind of mend things." And I was like, uh, "No, I'm not really trying to get in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't know right. The signed picture of you two is going to do anything, but uh, you know, I'll do it. You're not Dr. Phil. Exactly. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Stories from the Influencer Economy. This is Ryan Williams. This episode is brought to you by my upcoming book, The Influencer Economy. Find out more information at influencereconomy.com slash book. Sign up for the email list, and I'll be sending you exclusive behind-the-scene videos, exclusive chapters from the book, and a lot of other free goodies and contests. So please subscribe to the email list at influencereconomy.com. So excited that you're here for episode number 61. My guest is Harrison Barnes from the NBA's Golden State Warriors, recent NBA world champion. Harrison and his team won the title this past June and he was a key contributor for the title run. Was fortunate enough to talk to Harrison before the actual NBA championship during the season. So this is that interview. And definitely you guys should stick around for the end of the interview. Harrison dives in deep about growing up in Iowa, playing basketball in Carolina for college. And what it's like playing in the Bay Area for the Golden State Warriors around technology companies and startup investors and the climate around investing as an athlete and using social media. So really cool dynamic that I think you guys will get a lot out of. Harrison, welcome to the show. How you doing? Can't complain, man. How about yourself? I'm good. So I, I told my in-laws that I was interviewing you, and they are big NC State fans. And, and, you know, I got, I got no problem with NC State. You know, they never beat us uh, while I was there. Haven't beat us for a while, so I'm cool with that. So yeah, they, so maybe we shouldn't talk too much ACC basketball. They <laughs> From their be, perspective, probably not. <laughs> no, because they will be listening to this. Uh, that's funny. Um, but you are from Iowa. I spent the first 15 years of my life in Iowa. Oh, then you know just as well as I do. That's the greatest state in the world. Great state. Do you go back very much? I do go back. I mean, my, my mom and sister still live there. And obviously, you know, a lot of friends still live there. And, but I mean, that, that's home for me. You know, I've obviously been in North Carolina I live in California now, but I was, and that's home base for me. And and now that you're in San Francisco, I guess, you know, you're now working with Facebook as an extern and you're uh, a basketball player. Like in general, I'd love to just introduce yourself to the audience, not only as a basketball player, but your, just some of the, your other interests in, in technology. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. When I got drafted to the Bay area, you know, I knew, I knew some companies that were out here. I mean, they had mentioned Twitter, Facebook, but yeah, I think, you know, me just just being kind of a kid and kind of like kid in the candy store, you know, I always loved tech. So, you know, the first thing I did when I got out of here, I looked up all the companies and I tried to go visit as many headquarters as I could. And, you know, I wanted to go and just see, you know, all different things that the Bay Area had to offer because what makes this so unique from any other NBA city is that, you know, it's an area. You know what I'm saying? Like, Golden State Warriors are the Bay Area's team, as opposed to us just being in Chicago, New York, LA. Like we have this this huge network of people that we can go and be around, and you know, just checking out the tech side, it was it was unbelievable. 
Not to mention, obviously, we're the best fans in the NBA. Yeah, your fans are nuts. They, uh, they, are, <laughs> they are the Warriors. They are. So then it, when you're at the arena, which is named after Oracle, and mm-hmm. you know, Jawbone's a big sponsor, like, do you feel like you, you connect with tech people at games or after games? Um, is it like really ever-present when you're playing in, in the Bay Area? Yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always big-time CEOs and you know, all these people around. And you know, sometimes you go up and shake their hand and speak to them, and other times you know, you're kind of starstruck. I mean, I remember the very first time I saw, you know, Larry Ellison. I mean, I was like, man, like, man, that, guy, that guy's big time. You know, that guy's famous. I mean, to me, I was like, man, that guy's famous. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was, you know, it was a playoff game. And I was focused on the game, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't really go up and say anything to him. You know, I was a little nervous. So I was like, nah, man, I'm cool. But, you know, most times when you see people, you know, you go over and shake their hand, like, you know, hey, I appreciate, you know, I know you work for Facebook, you know, I love Facebook. Or I know you work for you know, Instagram, you know, I love Instagram, that type of stuff. And so when you were drafted, did you were you instantly like connected when you got into Oakland? Were, is it something you, you tried to, to make an effort for? Uh, well, I mean, initially it started off with, you know, just talking to the Warriors saying, hey, I'd love to go, I'd love to go to Google. I'd love to go to Yahoo. I'd love to check out these, sp- these spaces. And, you know, when you kind of see there, you know, you see the tech world, it's a very close-knit world. So if you know somebody at Google, they'll probably be like, you know, I worked for, I worked for Yahoo for a couple of years. I worked for Twitter for a couple of years. Now I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So everyone kind of connects you that way. And, you know, it's just been honestly fun as somebody who uses it and who's just generally interested by it. You know, I've just honestly had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And when I, when I looked at your Twitter, uh, you know, before the interview, you had the great interaction with United Airlines. <laughs> and, and you tweeted some like hilarious vine of some some viner that had issues with American or with United, and uh, yeah. and I just dealt with them, and I'm they are frustrating. So so did, can you explain what you, what went down with your bags? Yeah, so um, I I do want to note, you know, as much as I'm you know, as my I had as many issues with them as I could, but I did get my bag back eventually. Okay, so the bag is safe. But the bag is safe. Contents were a little shaken up. I was a little disappointed about that. But I wasn't going to write a customer service report because I know how they are. So you didn't lose so your, 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 pretty much I had a flight. You didn't lose anything? I didn't lose anything, no. Okay. It, my things were shaken up, though. So <laughs> I get on a flight, United flight. I'm going from X to Y. And you know, I land in Y, and my bags aren't there. So you know, I go to customer service desk. I say, you know, excuse me, ma'am, you know, I, I don't have my don't have my bags here's my number all that kind of stuff they said so your bags are in you know city x i said well well why is that well they're they're sitting in the airport i said well i gave you guys my bag you know i don't understand how it, it didn't get to the plane and how it didn't get to the next city well sir you know your bag's not here uh we can maybe make a few calls and see what can happen i was like wow that's that's great customer service that that's great. Is there anything you can you can do for me? Right. Uh, we'll take your number. We'll give you a call. You'll give me a call. Can you give me any approximation about you know when we're gonna get this bag back and like that? Sure, we'll give you a call. Wow, that's okay. So now I've seen people online before. You know, tweet airlines and tweet you know their favorite place and sometimes some interaction back. So you know, I figured you know I would you know tweet United and let them see if they can help me with my bag. So you know. I, Thank them for losing my bag. And this guy, initials MN, writes back with some generic response. I'm like, come on, man. I'm not trying to talk to the operator. Like, I tried to call the service, try to get my bag. Was on was on the line with the operator forever. Like, 
I'm trying to talk to somebody real. Sends me another kind of generic response like, this is not a robot, but please DM me your bag of information and we'll go from there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I just, you know, asked just the Twitter community, has anyone ever had an issue with email? My mentions are flooded. All these people. Yeah, they stole my shoes. They stole my bag. No way. United. Yeah, once, it's all United complaints. Oh, all United complaints. Oh, I was on a direct flight that was 40 minutes, and they, somehow they lost my bag. Yeah, they stole my wallet. There's all this stuff, all this crazy stuff. So I was like, wow, man, there are a lot of people who are disappointed with United. And, you know, this, we're not going to make this a United bash session, but, you know, I was a little disappointed with their service. So the next fight I went on, you know, was Virgin America. I'm not sure if you've ever been on the airline. Great uh, video when they, before they take off, you know, very hip, you know, lighting, all that kind of stuff. It's like a party. Yeah, it's like a party. I had a great time on the flight, you know, great customer service. I land, my bags are right there. Shot him a little tweet. You know, I was a little nervous, you know, so I posted that picture of, I mean, that, uh, that vine of the Gabby show. <laughs> you know, doing her little impression of you know, being nervous when her, uh, when her bags come. I just shot a little, you know, a little tweet to Virgin America just saying, you know, I, I don't take for granted you got my bags from point A to point B. And, you know, that's in short what it was. And so you're, <laughs> are you going to fly United again? No, sir. No, no sir. No. Okay. Not, not going. Not going. Yeah. Well, that's, all, that's great. And then you you also uh, you just joined Snapchat. I did just join Snapchat. I saw that as well, which Snapchat's a great, great – the whole disappearing messaging thing is phenomenal. Um, do you talk to fans? <laughs> do you talk to fans on Snapchat? Uh, I haven't yet, so – you know, I like to think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty tech savvy, but man, I could not get the whole Snapchat thing for a while. You know, I, I was having some difficulty doing it and, uh, you know, Snapchat kind of had that stigma of kind of, you know, what's it really for, you know, yeah. who really uses it. And then like, you know, you see like the NBA is using it, you know, I'm seeing Red Bulls using it. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's like, you know, very natural. And, and I've had some fun on it. You know, I've been able to just kind of like post, kind of give some like behind the scenes stuff about what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't quite figured out the whole fan element and how to do that yet. Yeah, I feel like that's a big opportunity. A lot of Viners are migrating over because Vine isn't as popular anymore. Yeah. And Snapchat has like, you know, high school, college kids all over and they're there. And so it's uh, so, like brands are trying to figure it out, but it's still pretty early. Yeah. So I'm trying to. Uh... I'm going to try to do some stuff with that, you know, like, you know, fan interaction stuff, you know, fan shoots me a snap, I'll shoot him a snap back. That oh, you will? Like one-to-one? Well, I got I got to figure out how to do, how to do it <laughs> first. I can't have it get out of control because there's no, there's no filter on, you know, what people can send me, so I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, you don't want to open that can of worms. Exactly. The internet can be a dangerous place and scary. Ooh, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> so uh, Antoine Dotson, great video. Um, good good callback. If, what's amazing though is like we're talking about Snapchat as a vehicle to reach fans, and for me, like Michael Jordan was like the quintessential athlete to mm-hmm. brand himself, but he used big companies like Nike and had phrases like "Be like Mike." I mean, how how does that compare now to the accessibility of being able to tweet and have thousands of people respond instantaneously versus some of your idols growing up, where you really could only talk to them if you saw them in person or you you watch them on television. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get the, 
not the power of social media, but the effects that it can have on somebody until I got to the NBA. You know, I never, I never had social media in college, never had it in high school. So, you know, the only time I would ever see somebody would be in person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you see like the genuine excitement when somebody comes up to you, you're like, oh, I've been watching for a while. That was a great play. Sign an autograph. But just like, you know, after being on Twitter for a while, being on Instagram, Facebook, like the connection that you're able to make with people. And, you know, like a lot of people, you know, some people, they fear social media because they look at it and they say, you know, it's self-promotion or anything like that. But for me, I've actually had a lot of opportunities to connect with a lot of people and hear a lot of stories. You know what I'm saying? That's what keeps me going on social media. Like, I don't need to be on there saying, these are some new kicks I got. Like, that really doesn't do anything for me. But to be able to, like, connect with somebody or give some advice or hear someone's story or whatever it may be, like, I think that's that's where I get the joy out of it. And that's, that's the fun I get. So just kind of seeing this new age, like, before, like, the only time I would ever see Michael Jordan would be, like, on TV. And, you know, if he would have shoot me a tweet back, you know, that would have been some, you know, if I was 10 years old, print that off, you know, frame it on my wall, that would have been cool. But, like, now you can just have that regular interaction and, and it allows your favorite athlete, your favorite celebrity, whoever it is, to be more accessible. And the accessibility is so key because you connect with people. Like, what are some stuff – what are some ways you talk to your fans on Twitter? Or what are some of the stories outside of the United story where you're crowdsourcing – <laughs> um, airline nightmares. Yeah. Um, what are some ways you interact I mean, one, with them? One initiative I did. Yeah, I mean, one initiative I did was you know the PO box, you know, and on Facebook, you know, pretty much, you know, I told people, look, you know, it's always tough when you see somebody at a game because you know you're coming, you're warming up, you're focused, you're coming out of the game, and you can't always sign everything for everybody. So, look, if you send me an item to. You know, this P.O. box, I'll sign it and send it back. As long as you send, you know, a letter, you know, a picture of yourself holding the item so I know it's not like, you know, the same person sending multiple things, you know, I'll sign it in. You know, that was honestly a great experience, just, you know, seeing all the letters that came in, seeing all different people, like, seeing how creative people got with things. You know, there was, there's that whole aspect. You know, there's just the Q&A aspect where people just, you know, they just ask questions, whether it's, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite part about being in the Bay Area? Do you miss North Carolina? Like, do you ever get back to Iowa? All those types of things, like just just talking to people, and you know, it's it's all about giving back. You know, I realize that you know I've gotten to a place, you know, where I've I'm, I'm living my dream. You know, I'm able to do this, and you know, I didn't get here alone. So just to be able to give back to just you know people that always supported you, you know, whether it was who, who supported you immediately or you know from a distance, you know, anything you could do, whether it's a retweet or a comment, a picture, an autograph, whatever it is. That, that's important to me. What are some of the cooler things that people ask you to autograph with the P.O. Box? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had to autograph some, some some crazy things, but I think one of the one of the funnier ones was a picture of this guy and his girlfriend. And the guy pretty much said, like, look, you know, me and my girlfriend are having a little argument, you know, we're, we're fighting, and I was wondering if you could sign this to kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of mend things. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not really trying to get in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't know right. The signed picture of you two's gonna do anything, but uh, you know I'll do it. You're not Doctor Phil, exactly. And then uh, <laughs> that's a great idea, the PO box. Uh, so was that something you came up with on your own, or do you do you have people you bounce ideas off of? No, I, I have two buddies of mine that I, I bounce ideas off of, uh, just in terms of just reaching out because you know if you do the same you know Q and A just repetitively, it can get kind of old and. You know, the biggest thing that you want to do is just, you know, keep things fresh, like keep things exciting. You know, you don't want to, 
if I go and do the same Q&A, like, I'm going to get bored eventually. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to keep seeing the same questions. Like, I'm going to keep seeing the same answers. I'm going to keep seeing the same things. So you just always want to mix it up, keep it fun for everybody. Are those buddies yours from Iowa? Uh, one's a buddy of mine out here in California, and another one is a guy I went to UNC. Oh, cool. And how, do you feel like you have, like, different uh, groups of fans that some are from – you know, Ames, Iowa, some are from Carolina, Golden State Warriors. Like, is, do you get the like, different types of conversations? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, when I, when I talk to people, you know, we have a preseason game in Iowa. Oh, you did? No, we're, we're having one October 15th or 16th, I believe. Oh, that, and that's because of you, I would think? Well, I mean, the Warriors set up. I don't know if it's because of me, but the but Warriors the, I mean, do the Warriors have a huge fan base outside of your following in Iowa? <laughs> Who knows, man? I, I like to think that you know we're a basketball state now. Well, the but, quad, um, you have the Quad City Thunder. <laughs> Remember those guys? I do. A long time ago. <laughs> but you know, just to like you know, when I'm talking to people back in Iowa, they say, "Oh, you know, I remember you back from your Ames High days. I remember you when you were just you know the kid who was always in the gym, or you, know, you were that awful kid on the Ames Wildcats. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is to you know, people at UNC, they say, you know, I remember when you came to UNC. You know." Your team was my favorite. Your team was my favorite Carolina team of all time. Or I remember, you know, you, John, Kendall, and Reggie. You know, or whatever it is. You know, each each person has their story. Or like the Warriors fans, I remember you from, you know, when you had to dunk on Pekovic. Or I remember, you know, you guys going to the playoffs. I appreciate everything you guys are doing for the Bay Area. Whatever it is, I mean, every each each group has their own their own experiences. And you know, it's nice to kind of you know, as you grow and as you've as I become older, to still keep connecting with those people. That's cool. And now through social media, you're accessible. They can follow you so easily. Yeah, I mean, I try to keep people up to date. Obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not always on it. And you know, I don't have like you know, a team of 50 people just constantly updating because my life's not that exciting. Uh, but I try to keep people in the loop, let them know what I'm doing, try to be as accessible as I can. Uh, just have fun with it. How many? I mean, how do you think athletes use Twitter? Do they ch- outside of yourself? Like, do you think they check their uh, at replies a lot and like what they what fans say matters, or do they try to filter that out? I mean, if I had to take a guess, I mean, most people, you know, it's funny they say how do athletes use it? You know, whether it's like sponsor post or whatever. I think most people just use it how everyone else would use it. Yeah, I mean, you see people just having normal conversation. You know, if a fan of somebody, you know, if a fan of Kobe Bryant or LeBron James says something to him, like, there's a chance he may reply back. You know what I'm saying? Like, people use it the same the same all across the board, whether, you know, you're a 10-year-old kid, whether, you know, you're in your 30s, whether in your 50s, whether you're, you know, an actor, whether you're an athlete, whatever it is, everyone uses it the same. What do you think about, uh, was it Kevin Durant? I think he announced his re-signing via Twitter with the uh, Thunder. What do, you, what do you think about, like, online announcements or just handling things without the media involved uh, honestly i mean i think you see that you see it a lot i think it's I cool i think i mean it's the media like they're gonna they want to break stories but if you can break it yourself why not yeah i mean well i mean media outlets use that themselves right you know if there's ever you know during trade talks you know there's always reporters tweeting stuff you know everyone's always like look at this tweet look at that tweet look on you know cnn espn whatever there's always they're always referencing some tweet that was made when a player gets moved from team to team. You know, you always see you know usually the player is going to thank the team that they're with and then you know say they're happy to be there. I know when we sign players, you know, our all of us as a team we usually get on Twitter and say you know welcome to the Bay, you know, 
Yeah, how does that work? Do you interact a lot with other? Uh, actually, so I have a friend. He works in like a data scientist for an NBA team, mm-hmm. and he was saying that they're trying to like create an algorithm to see who's using Twitter and to try to predict the the next big three for free agencies. <laughs> I mean, that's that's insane. Man, I think I think that's that's a little over the. That's top. excessive. I, I mean, social media is there. You don't want to read too much. I think that's that's taking it to the step too far. <laughs> but um, no, I mean. Like I said, I mean, guys, you just make it whatever, whatever is comfortable for you. If you're a type of person, you, know, you tweet all day, then you know, that's what you do. If you, you know, tweet once a month, then that's what you do. I mean, it's, that, and that's the beauty of it. You make it, you make it what you want to be. There's no strict guideline to what it has to be. And what, uh, so what, what is your situation with Facebook? The biggest thing there was when I went up there was more so brainstorming things that can, they can make it easier for me. You know, if if it's a Q and A feature, it's okay, how can we make that feature better for you? Is it easier for you? Like, can you do it on mobile? Because honestly, me, I do a lot of my social media mobile. Like, I'm always moving. I'm always, you know, I'm in an airport. I'm in a cab. I'm, I'm in the car, whatever it is. So it's like, you know, I can get on you know, Twitter for five minutes, Facebook for five minutes, do whatever while I'm in transit. It's easy. And, you know, Facebook's really big on trying to, you know, pretty much make that bridge between, the athlete, actor, influencer, whoever, and you know the general public. How can they make that easier for people to use? How can they make the app just just seamless? So if somebody wants to interact whenever they choose to, boom, there's no difficulties, no issues. So that's what the extension program is about. And so, are you using Facebook more now to interact with fans on your page? I actually use I use Facebook a lot um, in general, just because it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Um, a little bit different fan base from Twitter. You know, Twitter is more like, you know, just general public type stuff, while Facebook is a little bit more, kind of more of an intimate setting. You know, I know like a lot of people from Iowa like really, you know, are on Facebook a lot. So it's a lot, it gives me a chance to connect more with, you know, friends I grew up with and that type of stuff. And I can kind of put more, just longer messages out there. There's no 140 character restrictions and that type of stuff. And how often do you go back to Iowa and, you know, connect with your family and friends? Honestly, it, it, it depends. Um, I try to go back, you know, as much as I can, but, you know, whether or not my mom and sister can come out here or whether I have to go see them, I mean, those are, and those are, those are my two, my two angels, my, my foundation. So anytime I can go see them, um, it's great. That's cool. I mean, it's just amazing because you look at like iconic athletes like Muhammad Ali or like Jordan, I mentioned before, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, like LeBron James, I when he made the decision, he wasn't even using Twitter, and he said he wasn't a fan of Facebook. And that, <laughs> that was only like four years ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, think it drastically has changed so much. And did you sign with an agency for like a micro content? I thought I saw maybe that they tweeted out that you joined some like Vine celebrity collective. Am I mistaken? Uh, yeah, you might be mistaken. I, I didn't even. I'm not. Sign, I'm signed with a sports agent. Uh, Jeff Wexler, but I'm not signed to okay. a micro agent. Okay, I, I wonder. I saw the tweet. I thought it was your Twitter handle. I was like, in going to sleep, and I'm like, I gotta ask him about this. Okay. Oh no, no, no! But I mean, social media has definitely changed a lot. You know, the biggest thing is you just you just want to have fun with it and just make it your own. I think when you when people just in general start trying to follow a formula or trying to follow guidelines, I think that's when it it becomes more. It doesn't become fun. 
You know what I'm saying? You become a news outlet, you know, that's just posting regularly on the dot. This is what's going on as opposed to just doing it your own, like doing it whenever you feel like it. Do you ever have meetups where you like you announce that you're going to be somewhere and then people come and hang out? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not like the Viners. There are no, there are no <laughs> NBA meetups <laughs> where we all go to a city and we just I guess we just meet up. With it's people a little different. Now. It's a little different. It is a little different. Um, I haven't done that maybe in the future, but as of right now, I haven't. Yeah, because a lot of YouTubers do that too, and they get like hundreds of people that just show up randomly. Um, like I remember there was a there was a YouTube conference like in Oakland one time and people were just going nuts. I didn't I didn't know what happened. I was like, you know, or like is somebody in town like what's going on? Like oh my gosh, these YouTubers, these oh, kids are amazing. like, kids are like fifteen. I was like, man, and they're making huge. like really good money. Um, did you? I went to this VidCon event. It's a YouTube conference in Anaheim, and okay. the most overheard phrase was, "Oh hey, can I get a selfie with you?" And all these, that's the fans' like currency now is, can I get a selfie? And they weren't asking me at all, but all these YouTube celebrities that you never, like they'd go to Starbucks and no one would notice them, but they go to like a sixth grade classroom and they're like the most famous people. For sure, for sure. I mean, like that's just, that's changed a lot now. I mean, people aren't necessarily concerned as much with, you know, getting an autograph. It's, you know, can I get the selfie, you know, and it's, you know, can I do it? Let me put the camera around. I mean, people, people like that and... You know, it's fun. I remember when I went to Facebook, I I kept asking, I'm like, yo, can I get a selfie with Zuck? Like, let's make this happen. They're like, ah, he's not really a big selfie guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> does. Wait, so they, they denied you? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, to say the <laughs> least. And, you know, me getting a selfie just kind of fell to the bottom, it's which not, is understandable. It's not a priority for him? <laughs> not a priority. Um, who's the most interesting person that you've got a selfie with? I mean, I haven't got a selfie with them, but I, I got a picture with the president. Oh, so. no way. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Where'd you meet him? I met him in New York two years ago. Um, he was doing like this this event for his, uh, his re-election, so it was big. That's cool. Um, and then what a... Like as far as like technology, do you think you'll ever invest in companies? You know, I think that's a little bit down the road for me. Um, like I said, you know, still on a rookie scale, you know. Uh, yeah, they really get you with that. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I think in the future. When does uh, your when does your rookie contract end? It's taking it year by year, man. I'm not even. That, it's 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 a couple years from now. Oh my god, dude! What's it's your second year coming up or your third? Right about third year. Okay. So, I mean, maybe down the line, you know, I definitely want to be involved with tech, you know, obviously for a long time. Once, you, be, once, once you become the max contract guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, you know, I think it's something that down the road I could do, but as of right now, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it, just learning as much as I can and just being around it. Cool. Well, this has been a great interview. Do you have any uh, message for your uh, Carolina fans? Because my, my main law is... Oh, to my... Your Carolina fans. My in-laws are state fans, but they'll probably share this with their Carolina fans. My Carolina fans, I love you guys. You guys are the most passionate fan base I've ever been around. And I miss I miss the state of North Carolina. I miss UNC, and I can't wait to get back. And then uh, what about the Warriors fans? How are they different? The Warriors fans, I mean, they're the best fans in the NBA. I mean, they're great. They're, like, they're just like a college atmosphere. And... You know, it's been so fun over the last two years just to see the excitement that 
has been brought to the Bay. You know, with us making the playoffs, just to see fans, you know, repping us, you know, they, they're going hard every day. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Cool. This is great, man. And then what about, finally, your Ames, Iowa fans? Nobody will love you like the people that loved you first. Um, I owe everybody in Ames, everybody in the state. I mean, those are the people that made me, those are the people that raised me. So, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be indebted to them, and you know, that's, that's home. Cool. And the, did you go to high school, the same one that Rafe LaFrance went to? No, nah, I think Rafe went to – he might have went to like – no, he didn't go to Ames. Okay. I went to Roosevelt for a year in – you heard of that school? It's in Des Moines. Des Moines, Roosevelt, yeah, we killed you guys. Yeah, that's no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, man. Thanks a lot. That was episode 61 with Harrison Barnes. Excited to have him on, was a first athlete on the show. He's gone on to really big things in the NBA, so couldn't be more than happy for him. He's a really smart guy and a good guy, good interview. We uh, talked earlier in the basketball season. Like I uh, mentioned in the opening, a little tongue-tied right there, influencereconomy.com slash book is where I can reach you to find and give you more information about the upcoming Influencer Economy book have uh, written about five chapters so far, so I'll be sending them out exclusively to the email list. Also, we'll be giving out exclusive videos from interviews of the people on the podcast where I recorded a few of them, like with Freddie Wong and Jenk. So I have a lot of other goodies and giveaways at the website, so please sign up for the email list. Could not be more than thrilled with gratitude and filled with gratitude and feeling good about the book and how it's shaping up and getting it out to people as soon as I I possibly can. So I want to thank everyone for listening again to the show. Have a great guest coming up next week. Scott Belsky, founder of Behance, is going to come on the show. Also, we'll be interviewing Brad Feld of the Foundry Group, who's a famous, well-known venture capitalist and writer, as well as a episode with Adam Reimer, who is the president of Nerdist, and Mark Marin's producer, uh, Brendan McDonald is going to be coming on the show as well. Really excited about all these guests because uh, I'm doing this for everyone to understand the influencer economy. I think it's an important uh, time in our landscape as media entrepreneurs and creators. So hopefully you'll get something out of those interviews as well as in the past. So please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe if you are listening on an Apple platform or device. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan J. Will. Follow me on Instagram at Ryan J. Will. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Love to converse if you're a podcaster as well. I always like to talk shop with other podcasters. So thanks again. Going to go with Julia, who's now 21 months, to Duke Zebert's for some chicken in the pot. Uh.